Hey guys, welcome to the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I'm Jonathan. I'm a Christian just like you. I believe that Jesus Christ is King and Lord, that He owns my life, that He is seated at the right hand of God, and so are you and I. We are hidden in Christ Jesus. We will judge the angels. We have the authority to forgive sins on the earth and we look just like our Father God. I want to invite you to understand the message that Jesus preached so that you can bear fruit 30, 60 and 100 times what was sown. We do that by understanding the yeast of the Pharisees and weeding it out of our mind, the yeast of Herod, politics and weeding that out of our thinking. We do it by taking away the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth that choke the seed. Come with me into the kingdom and expand it today. Hey, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I pray and hope that you have found my voice here somewhere in the cosmos somewhere in the order of things to to lead you to repentance to lead you to change your mind the bible talks about the renewing of our mind which is synonymous with our heart our belief ultimately the truth is going to set you free when you are able to change your mind and and jesus said this he said repent For the kingdom of heaven is at hand, which means it is here, it is within reach. So what is this kingdom that Jesus preached, that John the Baptist preached, that caused Peter and and many other disciples to go to their death to defend the communication of this one message? The king is the kingdom. A king has a throne, a king has a territory, and a king has subjects, citizens. So the king and his kingdom are synonymous. The king and his territory are synonymous. The king and his subjects are synonymous. You are, we are members of 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 Israel if we've been born again and brought into the commonwealth of Israel even if we're Christian even if we're Australian we are citizens of heaven so the territory of the kingdom of God is heaven but it is also expanding to reclaim the earth that was a lost colony the church on the earth is the embassy the Christians who really believe, who are born again, they are the citizens. And the army are the angels, the host of heaven. So heaven is an invisible realm that is more real than this visible realm. God is an invisible God, the father of spirits, the father of lights, the king of glory, the King of Glory who exists before time and outside of creation. And he decided that he wanted to have a family. He wanted to expand his kingdom from the invisible world 
to the visible, physical world. He is the God of heaven. He's the King of glory. We, he's the King of us kings. He's the Lord of us lords. He created the earth realm. He created man out of the dirt, out of the earth. He created us men and women out of the earth because we have been given dominion over this territory called earth. And he wanted to expand his kingdom, his territory, his love, his goodness, his provision, his will on earth as it is in heaven. That's the Lord's Prayer. So everything that Jesus did was reclamation. That's why we need to repent. That's why we need to be reconciled to God and to one another. That's why things need to be restored and reclaimed and repaired because we lost, in fact, God lost the earth. He is the king of heaven who lost this physical plane. He gave it to us and fair dinkum, no willy-nilly, he full-on gave us this territory called earth and we, we lost it, we defected, we like an enemy combatant, like a committed, commit, committing of treason, we declared independence from the kingdom of light. And we created a de facto universe. We created a split, a fragmentation in, yes, in space-time, yes, in everything. There was a shift a tectonic plate, a change, a, a break where heaven and earth were no longer the same, symbiotic, connected, perfect. But there are now two competing kingdoms. There are two overlays. There are two worlds that are stretched over this physical plane. Heaven and earth were one and they will be one again. And on this physical plane, there are two kingdoms. You can take up a knife and kill somebody like Cain, who killed his brother. Or you can pick up a knife and create an amazing ice sculpture. Or, or set a, a bird free who, that's caught in a net. That knife is made of the earth, but it's what man and what kingdom man is operating under, and it is through our mind. The demonic spirits, they don't have a physical body, so they cannot physically affect this physical world without a body. The demonic spirits need a voice. They don't even have a voice. They, they need your vocal cords to create a vibration that would affect this physical world. Even though God lost the dominion of earth to man, we gave it to man, but even though God lost it because man gave it to the devil, vicariously he became the Lord, the landlord. Even though he was a fugitive kicked out of heaven, and you can read about that in my book, God Men, Copies of God, making a copy of heaven on earth. It reveals everything that the devil doesn't want you to know and church forgot or just doesn't want to tell you or whatever. I don't know why. I don't know why we don't understand this one and basic message of the kingdom of God, the one message that Jesus preached.
Let me tell you, you can heal somebody, you can take them to church, you can, you know, pray for them. But if you tell them about the kingdom, the devil's going to get upset because there's only one thing that can displace the devil, and that's the kingdom. When, when a person is born again, they are transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. They are moved over, and not only does the devil lose somebody permanently, you see, you can heal somebody's body, but if, if they haven't been born again, they're still in the kingdom of darkness. And what's the point of you know going to hell with, with two perfectly healed hands? We need to communicate the message of the kingdom. The Word of God, you know, isn't just the Word of the Bible. The Word of God is specifically the Word of the kingdom. If you read the parable of the sower, Jesus actually says that the sower sows, sows the Word of the kingdom. And then you'll realize that every parable was about the kingdom. You see, Jesus didn't come to bring a religion. He came to bring an order of things. Cosmos means order of things. Paul says we are not of this cosmos. We are not of this world. Yes, of course we're of this earth, but we're not of the order of things. The disorder of, you know occultic practices and witchcraft and Hollywood and the banking system, the whole world is under the sway of the evil one through their minds. Paul says we were, we Christians, we were once slaves of our mind. We were futile in our minds. You see, we, we, we've been changed and it's our heart that changes, but our heart is our mind. And a Christian has to go on this process of being transformed by the renewing of their mind. You have to understand the word of the kingdom. You have to seek the kingdom. You have to knock on the door of the kingdom. You have to ask for the kingdom. You see, Jesus said, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be filled. What is righteousness? It's the ability to stand before the king. Jesus is saying, I'm the king of the kingdom of light. And those who want to be able to have a relationship with me, those who want, who are thirsty to be able to stand before me, because I'm holy and I'm fire and I'm light. And anyone who comes into the light is unafraid because they have nothing to hide. You see, John, the one that Jesus loved, who lay on his bosom as they reclined on their elbows to eat, he said, people don't come into the light because their deeds are evil. So if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, that means you want above all else to be able to have a relationship with God. If you want the kingdom, you have to go through the king. And you'll notice that the demonic spirits in this world, they don't mind if you say, you know, happy holidays, 
happy Xmas, God bless you. But when this world system hears you say, Jesus Christ is God, Jesus Christ is risen, Jesus Christ was cru- is crucified, he was crucified, his blood dripped down his elbow onto the ground. His blood speaks better things than that of Abel. He is seated at the right hand of God. He is the image of God. He is the exact image of God. You see, we don't even hear the truth in church because even this world system has taken over the church. Just because you go to church doesn't make you a Christian. In fact, the Bible is full, and I mean literally full. The New Testament is majority, majority of the New Testament is correcting errors in the church. The antichrists are in the church. The false prophets are in the church. The false teachers are in the church. The false apostles are in the church. The wolves without, with sheep's clothing are in the church. The clouds without rain are in the church. The lukewarm being spat out of Jesus's mouth are in the church. Those who have been given over to doctrines of demons are in the church. Those who are worse off than they were before they were saved, it says in 2 Peter 2, that would be better off if they weren't saved. They're in the church. Those for whom the blackest darkness is reserved are in the church. Not all of them, but the Bible in Revelation says that those who were the idolaters and the homosexuals and the sinners and the cowards were the first to be thrown into the lake of fire. You see, Jesus said, don't be afraid of man who can you know, only hurt your body, but be afraid of the one who can throw your soul and your body into hell. Jesus said to people caught in sin, stop sinning unless something worse might happen to you. So this woman was caught in the act of adultery. She was about to be stoned to death. And Jesus is warning her of something worse than death. Okay, now this is the truth, but people don't want to know the truth. And it says in the same New Testament, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And we are living in a time where there is a an increase of lawlessness. Lawlessness is where... Up is down, left is right, backwards is forwards, male is female, good is bad, and it's not okay. So, when I'm speaking the truth, I, I'm, I'm speaking the truth because I'm, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to convict you. I'm not telling you that you're doing anything wrong you automatically know where you are because you can locate yourself. Are you right with God right now? Are you right with God? If you face God right now, how do you feel about that? Because the Bible says that our heart testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. And even if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. Now, He loves you. God loves you, and you and I know it because we can see that Jesus Christ was crucified for God so loved the world. He so loved this order of things, even though it's so messed up, even though people are hurting themselves and hurting others. You know, you look at two consensual homosexuals. 
It might be ille- it might be legal for them to be homosexual together. It might be legal for them to be married. It might be legal for them to adopt a child. But from the point of God, they are both abusing the other person. You know, if you're homosexual and you have a, a partner and you're consensually making love together, it is still abuse because it is an abnormal use. You know, I wouldn't pick up a little bunny rabbit and use it to polish my car while it's still alive. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't get a snake and and use it as a cricket bat. That would be abuse. But to make love with the same, you know, with someone of the same gender, according to the Bible, you're even though they consciously they might be willing, it might be legislatively legal. It is an abnormal use, and you're abusing them, and it is cutting their soul. It is causing damage to them that they don't even know, and a sin in the body is a spiritual sin. It's a very significant sin. So God so loves the world, he doesn't want you to be hurt. He doesn't want you to be abused. He's not a a bad guy with a stick trying to tell you. He's saying that if you put that puppy dog under water, it's going to drown. Because I made puppy dogs to be on the ground, on the land. And if you take a fish out of the water and put it in in a birdcage, it's going to die. Oh, but the the fish the fish is free. The fish wants to be in a bird cage. It identifies as a bird. See, it doesn't matter what you say. God has ordained for that fish to be in the jurisdiction of the water. He he's ordained for the bird to be in the air, and he's ordained for a man to be with a woman. And you can say and do whatever you want outside of that order, but it will cause corruption. It'll cause decay. It's not meant to be that way. So God so loves the world. He loves the world system. The He, he loves the Illuminati. He loves the Freemasons. He loves the occultic people. He, he, want, he, he, he desires that none would perish, but that all would come to know eternal life. He never intended anyone to die. We were, we were never meant to die. We were never meant to know good and evil. Sin was never meant to to come to us. And that's why God put all of the punishment on Jesus Christ. The wrath of God, the anger of God, that punishment that you and I deserve, both of us, that we deserve, He put it on Christ. He punished Him for our sin. He crushed Him for the, the, the diseases that we deserved because of the curse, because of breaking the law the death that we deserved, and even the worst part of it, the separation from the Father that we deserved, Jesus took it. We do not need to pay for our sin. The Illuminati, the homosexual, everybody is loved by God, invited to the kingdom. And I'm inviting you now. I invite you now to to repent, to change your mind, to see that there is a demonic kingdom that wants to kill you. That demonic spirit will use the government and use the media and tell you that you're free and, and tell you that children should you know, be given safe sex lessons and condoms in primary school and, and you can choose to be gay and all that sort of stuff because they want to, because the devil is hell-bent on destruction. 
because you look like God. Because when you look in the mirror, you are seeing the image of God. You are a copy of God and the devil hates you. And he will twist and turn everything around to get you to destroy yourself. Like a fish in water, like a bird in a a tree, you were made to be in relationship with God. God, man outside of relationship with God is decay. We were never meant to be without God. We were never meant to be without God. Adam and Eve walked in the garden in the cool of the day and they saw the father face to face and guess what? They looked like their father. They looked like their daddy God. You and I are made in the image of God and the devil hates it. He hates you because he hates God. He doesn't want to see you. He he wants to kill everybody. He doesn't just want to kill the Christians. He doesn't just want to kill the Jews. He wants to kill everybody. He's over it. Because he was never going to make it. Even as an angel, before he fell, before he was kicked out of heaven, and you can read about it in Ezekiel, uh, about I can't remember now, chapter 28, and Ezekiel, uh, maybe 14, Isaiah 14, around there. Um, he was never made like us. He was made an angel with his own degree of glory, his own degree of authority, his own degree of relationship with God, his own degree of beauty, but he was never made as a son. When he saw Jesus, when he saw man, my God, did he get pissed off. You know, when he saw that God made us in his image and that God gave us the earth, to to which angel did God say, Come and sit on my throne. To which angel did God say, You can judge the earth. You can rule the earth. To which angel did God say, I give you authority to forgive sin. To forgive sin? That's what Jesus told us. Jesus told the disciples, I give you authority to forgive sin. Whatever sins you retain are retained. Whatever sins you forgive are forgiven. We are made in the image of God, not angels. To what angel did Jesus Christ die? For what angel did Jesus Christ say, I will give you my body to eat? To what angel did God say, drink my blood? My blood, drink it. Drink my blood and you'll live forever. And to what angel did Jesus and to God ever say, you can sit on the throne? This is the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's not against sin and sinners. He he hates he hates the devil and he, he hates wickedness and he hates destruction. He loves you and he's invited you into his eternal kingdom. The way you get there is you go through him. And the way you go through him is you repent because you need to be righteous. Because God is holy. And he is righteous. And his blood can and will wash away your sin. No matter what you've done, even a guilty conscience, he can cleanse. No counseling, no Valium, no medication is going to help you. The blood of Jesus Christ breaks the power of sin. The name of Jesus 
demolishes the demonic, totally kills the, the occult. The blood of Jesus is so powerful, so pure. One drop of the blood of Jesus Christ is enough to destroy the devil, to cleanse every sinner, and to take you to heaven forever and ever. Now, once you understand this basic concept of the kingdom, then you can move on to greater things because God has amazing things for us to do. And I pray in Jesus' name that he would anoint my words with power and with signs and wonders and that angels would confirm the words that I've spoken today and you would be cut to the bones and that you would be changed and that you would be shaken in a way that would lead you to Christ and to the kingdom and to abundant fruit forever and ever. Now listen to me, once you've eaten of the body of Jesus Christ, once you've drunk the blood of Jesus Christ, you're one with him. You are holy. You are as holy as God is holy. You are as righteous as God is righteous. When the Father sees you, he sees Jesus Christ. The Bible says, the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. And Jesus Christ is the one who lives through me. I can live because I've died. <coughs> Excuse me. I can love because he first loved me. I already have peace. Let me tell you, once you've, once you've died, once you are no longer living for yourself, but you're living for others, then you're free. There is no fear of death. If I die, I'm going to be with God. I'm totally at peace with God. You know? The, 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 the power of being a Christian is that everything else has been dealt with. I don't need to worry about money because I'm of the kingdom, like an ambassador for the United States. He doesn't, he doesn't fly in his own plane. He flies in, a, in Air Force One, he's, or his tickets are paid for. His children are in school. He's got bodyguards. He doesn't have to raise money to build an embassy. No, he is posted in a country. When he arrives, there's already an embassy. He's already got a, a car. He's already got a house. He doesn't pay a dollar for the entire time that he lives overseas. And that is you and I. Right now, we are on the earth as citizens of heaven. We carry a passport. He's the Holy Spirit. Okay, he's the guarantee of our salvation. I don't have to worry about my sin. I don't have to worry about my life. I don't have to worry about my needs being met. I am totally free to, to love other people. That's the secret. Freely you've received, freely give. And let me tell you this. God is an investor. He expects a return on investment. You know, he gave you Jesus. He said, if I sow this seed of the kingdom, it is going to grow to become the biggest tree in the garden. If I, if I sow this mustard seed, it's going to grow if I sow this yeast of the kingdom, it's going to take over the entire lump of dough until that angel puts his foot on the land and on the sea and says, the kingdoms of this world 
have become the kingdoms of our God. Listen, it's inevitable. The kingdom is going to take over. It's going to take over everything. You know, Jesus is going to come back. The 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 knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. He's pouring out his spirit on upon all flesh. So this is how you get an investment to grow in the kingdom. You give it away. Whatever he's given you, you give it away. Tell tell other people about Jesus. Tell them the good news about Jesus. Tell them, lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Encourage people. Prophesy. Give them money. Give them food. Give them clothing. Whatever you have. If if you are really good at starting businesses, you know, help some people start their business. If you're a teacher, then teach. If you're a prophet, then prophesy. That is the investment that he expects from you. He doesn't expect you to do miracles. But he does expect you to, to, to help other people and to give away what he's given you. Even this revelation right now, Jesus said, To he who has more will be given, but to he who doesn't have, even what little he has will be taken away. So the greatest treasure is the revelation. So when you get a revelation, don't just go, Wow, that was amazing, and go home and watch Netflix. But write it down. Meditate on that revelation. Pray on that medit- on that revelation and podcast about it. Write a book about it. You know, record a course about it. Tell somebody about it. Text it, tweet it, publish it, post it. Write a song about it. This is the kingdom. Because it's when you apply that revelation to your life and other people see it grow, that it multiplies, and then He will give you more. And you end up living in a growing tide of the kingdom of God. They said about Jesus, you know, He did so many miracles that there wouldn't be enough books in the world to write it all down. That is the kingdom. They said that about John Wesley. They said, you know, that the, the, the the number of books that he wrote, the number of churches that he planted, you know, and everywhere he rode his horse, he was throwing flower seeds and, and there were flowers all over England because of his, you know, his evangelism. Like everything he did, everything we do in the kingdom has like fruit, compound, interest, 10 to, 10 to the power of 10, incredible numbers of fruitfulness. So I'm going to leave you with that today. He has done it all. We just say yes to what he's already done. And when we agree with him, when we come into alignment with what he's already done, what he's already said, who he actually is, then we start to manifest the kingdom. We don't do anything. We just agree with God and come into alignment. That is repentance. If you still don't know what to do, just say yes. I agree with you, God. I want more of you. Lead me by your Holy Spirit. Lead me by your power. Give me Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, far out. That went, that went, that was 30 minutes. That was fast. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. You're amazing. Um, Check out my YouTube channel in the show notes below. 
and there's a brand new program uh, I'm going to be doing a uh, I call it like a news channel but it's not actually news in the way that 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 you would think um, I'm I'm exposing darkness and bringing hope and I hope you like it bye for now